Hey dear listeners, welcome to my show, Pori. This another episode will again bring some uh, good subject to discuss on and today we will be covering on the subject of green leasing which fascinates me and I'm sure that you will also understand the requirements of such. Today, to sustain to keep our planet safe and sound we need to make it green as much as we can it should be beyond our efforts to maintain it at a uh, better stake before we move forward i must uh, tell you the source from where the, uh, we have got this article and this is the publishing of jll which is one of the major stakeholder of the real estate industry in the field of research and insights and dealing with the properties across the world so let's begin hereby sustainability has now firmly been incorporated into the boardroom agenda globally as firms look to create a roadmap towards their net zero carbon commitments the built environment which contributes 40% of global carbon emissions becomes an important tool for reducing such emissions where the strategies are being devised and key among them are building certifications where the real estate portfolio is being greened and green leases which include identifying sustainability responsibilities and putting measurable outcomes in a collaborative partnership with landlords given that 70 to 75% of all buildings carbon emissions arise from operations we continue to see occupiers transitioning from chasing sustainability certifications to emphasizing on sustainability reporting the ship rests on the reform of the current leasing system from traditional leases to collaboration based green leases enabling data sharing between building owners and occupiers by utilizing such data sets collective measures can be taken to achieve net zero targets at a holistic level and now in this report we will take a deeper dive into how the owner occupier relation has evolved and how full potential can be unlocked through the green leasing model there are some uh, standard points being highlighted under the head of green certified buildings and green leasing let us have a look into the first one comes here is green certified buildings requires fulfillment of predefined criteria for building owners to get various sustainability certifications second point comes here up These certifications are indicative of responsible real estate but additional instruments are required to achieve net zero carbon targets. And now the highlights come under the heading of green leasing are as follows. Agreement to ensure continuous collaboration between building owners and occupiers to deliver on ESG goals throughout the life of the lease. Flexibility can be maintained to cater to the unique objectives and challenges of different organizations. Clearly defined responsibilities of both parties. ensure transparency through data capture and sharing now the next heading it comes up is rising penetration of green certified buildings now let us have a look into green coverage increased from 39% in 2020 to 53% in 23 the indian real estate market is making significant strides towards sustainability and increasing green certified office stock in a clear indication of this change moreover the penetration of green certification in grade a buildings is expected to further rise at a strong pace it also highlights how landlords are aligning themselves with the needs and preferences of of occupiers 
Importantly, there is strong evidence of a 9-13% rental premium and a 300-500 BPS high occupancy level in REIT certified areas. Now let's take a look into the green certified office stock that is in the million square feet. In 2020, it was 264 million square feet. And from 2020 to September 23, the data shows the jump is of 418.6 million square feet. That means there is a hike of 59% with this theme entrance into the market. That means it's being, uh, it's getting a lot of traction, advancements, and a lot of synergy is being put towards the betterment of this everything what it's meant to the next logical step towards sustainable real estate is synchronization between landlords and occupiers where responsible leading leasing in the form of green leases is a spirit of collaboration 250 million square feet of green certified stock under reit or institutional ownership already comes into place now let's hear the words of uh, under that institutional landlords with their global learnings are leading the way in terms of green certifications for new projects as well as green upgrades through retrofits. Out of the total grade of office stock, under the three listed REITs in India, nearly 96% is already green certified. Additionally, the stock owned by institutional players also has a higher green certification penetration with 86% of their stock being green certified. Now let's have a check on the data facts. Asset ownership-wise penetration of green certified buildings. REIT has 82.1 million square feet. Institutional has 168.1 million square feet. Non-institutional owner has 325 million square feet and Strata has 217.6. The percentage of share of green certified buildings Comes separate for REIT has 96%, institutional owner has 87%. This hike and this percentage reveals the participation of REIT and institutional owner that how they have progressed and how they have incorporated this as a part of their commercial lifestyle. Now, the other segment we'll be taking a look that is towards responsible leasing. More than 1,500 lease contracts analyzed, and this analyzation is off. Green clauses are often not a part of the main lease agreement. Out of total leased area of 2 to 6.8 million square feet analyzed during Jan 28 to September 23, green leasing accounted for 9% of the area leased. It is important to note that the share of green leasing has a downward bias. In certain cases, the green clauses are included as a part of memorandum of understanding, which is not necessarily legally binding. Increased adoption of green leases post-COVID, widespread adoption is still distant. The amplified focus on sustainability and well-being in the post-pandemic world led to a significant increase in the share of green leases in overall gross leasing activity. However, widespread adoption is still a long way off. And this can be attributed to the lack of industry-wide guidance on minimum standards, lack of transparency, legal complexities, split incentives, and unrecognized value. Legal teams often exhibit reluctance in agreeing to green lease terms, driven by risk avoidance or a desire to simplify and expedite the negotiation process. 
As a result, clauses related to sustainability are frequently redlined without thorough consideration. Moreover, even when finalized, green clauses often become mere check box exercises and promises of best efforts being undertaken towards improving the environmental performance indicators of the asset under consideration. We have also observed that global companies are leading the way in the practice of sustainable uh, such themes. 76% contributor is the GCC, 11% are the other MNCs and 13% are the Indian companies where Hyderabad and Bangalore has accounted 64% of the green leasing activity in India where Hyderabad stands at 32% and Bangalore shares the same share. Whereas Chennai is 4%, Pune is 8%, Delhi is 10% and Mumbai is 14%. So ultimately we can see a good surge in this practice. The next subject comes here is waste management and data sharing are critical clauses being agreed upon. Waste management and recycling obligations, high side HVAC with heat recovery wheels, use of CFC NHS, HCFC free refrigerants, leasing must be sustainable and energy efficient electrical equipment, sharing of data on environmental performance of the premises, variable air volume boxes to reduce fan energy consumption, quarterly energy audits by occupier. The recurring clauses in green lease agreements certifies as where the waste management recycling obligations contributes to 41%, high site HVAC contributes to uh, 57%, must be sustainable with energy efficient electrical equipment uh, comes here up as 48%, sharing of data comes to 47% and variable air volume boxes to reduce fan energy consumption comes to 45% and quarterly energy audits are at 41%. Waste management and recycling obligations are included in the majority of green lease agreements and are found in some standard lease agreements as well. To know where we are going, we need to know where we are and hence capturing and sharing data is a critical clause in green agreements. Also energy efficiency is an important instrument towards reducing a building's carbon footprint and hence multiple clauses are centered around it. Let's have a look into the journey towards active collaboration-based leases. Phase 1, that is before 2020. India's green certification journey started in 2004 but gained prominence only in the late 2010s with institutional landlords kick-starting the journey and using green certification as a tool to market their buildings. Traditional office lease contracts were the norm. The landlord and occupier enter into an agreement on aspects related to lease tenure, rentals, area being leased, condition of space being handed over, and the termination of lease. Green lease clauses emerged, but adoption was negligible. Then comes here the phase two, that is 2022 today. More than 90% of the assets owned by the institutional players are green certified. Prominent national and local developers have also started the journey towards sustainable real estate conversions around the need for green leasing standard. Green clauses being included in office lease contracts by select institutional landlords and large global occupiers. In most cases, the green clauses are a mere checkbox exercise, a compliance-based list of obligations limited to sharing of energy, water and waste data, and the production of environmental performance rating or green certification. And here comes now the phase three, that is the future. Green building certification, a de facto requirement 
when prominent occupiers select office spaces, the majority of the grade A office assets will be green certified. As occupiers integrate ESG and net zero carbon, that is NGC, targets in the office space selection criteria, the green lease contract will be an important instrument and go beyond basic energy conservation ambitions to include clauses related to social value and good governance. Buildings' value will be increasingly dependent on its environmental performance and collaborative green structures will be a critical part of asset management strategies. There is active mission aligned collaboration throughout the life of the lease, improve technology to measure environmental data, transparency in data and measurable goals with corresponding KPIs to ensure outcome. Now let's have some of the statements as given by some of the responsible members of the real estate community. It comes here by Mr. Amit Shetty, who is the co-head commercial leasing of Embassy REIT. Global corporates today are constantly looking to partner with their landlords in areas of sustainability, ranging from renewable power, water and waste management, community projects, amongst others. At Embassy REIT, we have created a detailed ESG framework supported by 19 programs to future-proof our marquee office portfolio. A key aspect of this ESG framework are green lease clauses, which now form part of our standard leasing contracts with our occupiers with an intent to share data mutually and work jointly towards our ESG goals. As a testimony to the importance of this aspect to our occupiers, we signed 96% green leases last year, helping us collectively monitor our environmental impact and take corrective actions wherever required to reach our overall 2040 net zero target. And the final reflections comes here as, the penetration of green certified buildings in India's office market is increasing at a rapid pace. While developers can design a green certified building, environmental performance results will be lackluster if the building is not operated efficiently. Hence, occupiers play an extremely important role in maintaining and improving the environmental performance of an office asset. Given the collaboration required, the lease contract becomes an important instrument to achieve sustainability targets, that is 53% of penetration of green certified stock in overall office stock. The second factor comes here is, India has a long road to travel on the green lease continuum, but beginnings of a change are already evident. The share of green leases has quadrupled in 2022-23 period and is a clear sign of landlords or asset owners and occupiers working together. Global occupier and institutional landlords are lending the way in the adoption of green leasing, but the clauses are still limited to basic energy conservation and waste management aspects. That is, 4% to 16% increase in share of green leasing and overall office leasing pre-COVID 2018-19 to post-COVID 2022 to September 23. The next point comes here is, Given the fast approaching NZC targets and the importance of the built environment in achieving those targets, the need of the R is more active collaboration between landlords and occupiers leading to measurable outcomes. Compliances and regulations are moving towards a carbon cost on businesses and will cause an additional financial burden on firms. This is expected to further create a push where global corporates as well as landlords will become equal partners in this exercise. For the 5%, India's commitment on reduction of emissions intensity of its GDP from the 2005 level by 2030. So that's all for today's article discussion, which was 
published by JL in association with CRE Matrix and today it has really helped us at least to gain an insight on the green leasing subject. We conclude it on positive note and we encourage everyone to go for this subject in a detailed manner and in a very specific way with the confrontations to save our planet. So nice for listening to this uh, episode. Please do share with your near and dear ones so that uh, they can also have an opportunity to listen uh, or to have an insight. At least we are trying to uh, motivate and encourage the people to be a stakeholder in the estate uh, in the sector of real estate. Uh, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, which uh, both the platform offers premium listening experience. Please do activate your notification feature to get all the periodic updates. And we are trying to curate more episodes and we will be soon launching with uh, various distinctions and hope you find this podcast really useful for you in a capacity of a stakeholder or in whatever capacity you are in. Thank you.